Thank you for tuning into Sochcast. We hope you enjoy this uninterrupted listening experience. But before that, please do listen to these messages that come from those that support your favorite show. Welcome to Queerlicious with me, Romal. Today on Queerlicious, I have no guest. Instead, we're going to be talking about religion and homosexuality and the kind of, uh, inter- you know, kind of interpretations, the kind of opinions that a lot of people who are part of religions and who have a faith kind of have about homosexuality. I'd like all of you who are listening to be a part of this particular show soon. So let's start from the very beginning and let's start from where this argument is stemming from. A lot of people within the queer community have chosen uh, to, to um, you know, uh, look towards atheism, look towards, um, you know, a, a complete a rational way of looking at the non-existence of God and things like that. And that's generally the, the larger population, especially within India. But across the world and also in India, there are a lot of people who are trying to make peace between their religious beliefs and their homosexuality as an identity. So today we're trying to talk about those issues. If any of y'all are uh, practicing um, <clears throat> practicing Christians, Muslims, Hindus, whatever religion or whatever faith you might like to follow, or if any of y'all are uh, very strong atheists who have an opinion on uh, why religion uh, should not be, uh, you know, <laughs> should not be uh, practiced by people who are also who also identify as homosexuals, then go ahead and tell me. So this is a soundboard. This is basically a place where you can come and oh, you know express any kind of opinion anything is fine Not, nobody's personal opinions are going to be attacked here and um, I would really like people to talk about it more importantly we've been talking about religion all day today on Q Radio especially because um, uh, there were protests recently in Chennai uh, by a bunch of uh, Christian organizations that were trying to prove that uh, homosexuality is completely sinful and that by you know repealing 377 India might be committing a huge sin. But one must realize that these Christian organizations, especially within India, do not represent the larger scale of Christianity and there are a lot of people within the Christian church who do not have such strong negative opinions. To quickly um, uh, take a few examples from uh, the Wikipedia page on um, um, LGBT affirming Christian denominations, there are quite a few churches across the, I mean, across the world that actually are uh, pro-homosexuality uh, or pro-LGBT identities. The list is quite huge. You've got, um, you've got in North America, you've got quite a few churches, including the um, Ecumenical Catholic Church, uh, the Ecumenical Catholic 
communion, the Christian Church, Evangelical Anglican Church in America, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, the Episcopal Church, and there's quite, I mean, that, that list is really huge. All you need to do is go to Wikipedia and search for LGBT affirming Christian denominations, and you'll get quite a huge, huge list of churches that across the world have started accepting homosexual identities. When it comes to Islam, also, there are quite a few uh, Islamic, um, um, you know, leaders who are talking about how Islam is not necessarily anti-LGBT. But we'll get into more serious discussions in a bit from now. Give me your your side of this particular argument about why you think religion should be kept out of our sexual identity. On that note, let's quickly go into the song, but I'll be right back in just a bit. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Hi and welcome back to Queerlicious. We're talking about religion and homosexuality today in life, but also keeping in mind the kind of persecution across the world that homosexuals face by fundamental religious groups. I've got Anand with me on the line right now. Hi Anand, welcome to the show. Hi, Roman. Hi Anand, where are you calling from? I'm calling, just leaving work. I was heading back home. I thought I'd give, you, give my questions on this particular topic. Awesome. Okay, are you calling in from Bangalore? Yes, I'm in Bangalore, yes. Okay. So, Anand, you'll have to be a little bit more um, clearer because your voice is breaking up, but oh, go sorry. ahead. Yeah, so tell Can me. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, tell me. Yeah, basically the idea is, actually, I was just thinking of this topic. And was like, I'm an agnostic person. I was raised Hindu. However, um, from seeing religion uh, affect my life, I was not really into it as mm-hmm. much. Uh, I know all the information, but I'm not into the religious aspect of it. Okay. But specifically to do with homosexuality, you mm-hmm. understand everything that they say is, is uh, comes across very hypocritical. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, uh, they talk about uh, we doing something called a sin, right? Okay. Uh, at the same time, for example, Catholics will have, uh, they go to the Nigur Mass, they have they eat the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. They, they, they eat, so they eat the the body of Christ and blood. Can we immediately make the assumption that they are being cannibalistic? No, we cannot. Mm-hmm. That is their uh, religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. It's not a direct um, explanation of how they will be here in real life. Mm-hmm. Correct? That's one thing. They're hypocritic about that. Mm-hmm. At the same time, uh, when uh, Muslims kill their food, they, they bleed it to death. Mm-hmm. Can we say for that reason that they are barbaric in their nature? Mm-hmm. We cannot, because that is again a uh, a jump that we are not supposed to make as logical human beings. Okay. Which is again a hypocrisy that is being pushed forward, right? Mm-hmm. Secondly, they also make this statement that uh, they, queer people are purifiers or queer people will mm-hmm. go ahead and do this and that and mm-hmm. stuff. But they have no actual proof. Everything is based on an opinion mm-hmm. that they seem to have based on a preconception that they have actually not actually met any queer people. Okay. Which is the problem. Mm-hmm. The, the other thing that has been happening a lot these days is like, uh, queer, the being being queer is a foreign concept. Okay. We brought, I don't know, somehow we brought it up from the West, I don't know, and we decided like, okay, say, okay, we need, we need everything from the West, including these, uh, this particular point. Okay. But we completely forget to notice that uh, we have had uh, Jinnaks, we've had uh, transgenders, throughout mm-hmm. history, we've had examples of it. Mm-hmm. And they don't seem to understand that at some point, at some point, we were uh, enlightened enough to understand that we cannot always be so negative towards it, right? Mm-hmm. And since uh, we take, for example, uh, Christianity, Islam, are all foreign religions. Mm-hmm. Can we say that just because they are foreign, mm-hmm. we should not have them as well? No, we cannot, because they are part of our culture, because mm-hmm. they've come here, they've lived here, we mm-hmm. build our societies. We cannot be so uh, stiff in that, in, that, in that sense, you know? Okay. 
Also, they say uh, being gay is a choice. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's. Uh, I, I don't agree with that point, but if they say being gay is a choice, mm-hmm. okay, is it not the duty of a government? Forget mm-hmm. about whether it's uh, uh, in religious institutions. About the government, mm-hmm. every citizen has a right. Being that's what secular means. When you say mm-hmm. I want a secular country, every True. citizen has a right. Correct. And also, if you say uh, being gay is a choice, then being religious is a choice. But they True. are given equal rights. Yes. Is that not hypo- fundamental hypocrisy on their part? I want I want them basically to answer these questions. Mm-hmm. I, I was, the, the weirdest part was when I see these shows on uh, TV and mm-hmm. stuff. No one actually gives tells them. Okay, you are saying something that's going completely against the secular fundamental of India. Okay. And how can you ask for secular rights? For your community hmm. and deny it for others. No one actually asks them directly that. Hmm. They're always given a position of respect just because they're religious leaders. True. Now, while I completely agree with you, Anand, I completely agree that a democracy should not function on the mere support of large religious communities and the rest of it. What we have to realize is democracy as a concept is, is you know, one of the most tarnished concepts in the world. Like, at its very basic, democracy is the simplest thing you could think of. But when you look at the democracies that exist in the world today, especially functioning democracies, almost all big democracies, and I'm not talking about small countries, I'm not talking right. about Scandinavian nations or Switzerland right. or any of those places, but huge populous countries, you know, with say over a billion, uh, 10 billion people, 10 million is too much. Okay. Over a billion people. Yeah. So those kind of populations, generally, almost all countries have this problem. Like even America, which I mean, the United States of America, which always claims that they're a secular nation also have the same problem that a lot of their um, a lot of their laws a lot of the way they think a lot of whatever they do is based on extreme um, orthodox Christian principles and there's a huge debate that's I would get to that Hmm. you mentioned America saying that they are a secular country you have to understand that 80% or 90% of the people do not accept it as a secular country because the idea is that they are the, the most of the people who came to America in the beginning were Irish uh, Irish immigrants and then some Italian immigrants absolutely but also you, you have to realize that that's the same problem in India while ideologically we all are very proud about being a secular nation in reality we really aren't because at the end no, of the day the religious idea, no, the reason why I'm saying India is different is mm-hmm. because at some point, see, India also originally was mostly Hindu. It so still is. It's 80% percent Hindu, yes. Yeah, but still, there were a lot of immigrants who came here. And we decided as as human beings mm-hmm. that it is not fair basically to say, okay, we're going to be completely Hindu. We, can't, we decided that's not, that's not realistic because we educated every single religious minority. They have their rights. They need to be able to practice without being any um, persecution. Absolutely. So we decided as a group. Absolutely. To Anand, but what you, you're completely forgetting, while, as I said, I completely agree with you, but what you're forgetting to realize is that time has passed. When India was fighting for its independence, we had a lot of idealists now who are who were then representing the Congress party, which was the only party in power. And these were people who believed in ideals like secularism, blah, 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 and the rest of it, and which is why they created India to be one of the most strongest democracies, at least on paper. Okay. Correct. Sadly, the party has changed now, so let's not even talk about the Congress right now, because there's absolutely no point in it. But my point is, over time, sadly, fundamentalism has crept into India too. And 
because of the fact that Hindus represent 80% of this country, now that you have a party that stands for fundamentalism, at the end of the day, the Hindu voice cannot be ignored, which should not, it should be ignored. Technically, law should not look at religion. Technically, the parliament should not look at religion. But at the end of the day, these are idealistic notions. Across the world, huge democracies are fighting with it every single day. You know, the problem is, sadly, as much as you and I think that, okay, religion is a choice, often more than not, to a large part of this country, it isn't a choice. Like a lot of people assume that if I'm born Hindu, then I'm Hindu and I don't have a choice about it. Similarly, if I'm born in a Christian family, I'm Christian and I don't have a choice about it. So this idea of an educated religious believer is something that is is a big myth in India right now. No, I I personally... Uh, Just hold on. We've got another caller calling in. Just hold on. Hi, welcome to the show. Who am I speaking to? Hi, Romal. This is Aditya from Pune. Hi, Aditya. Thank, thank you for calling in. I've got Anand on the other line. Aditya, but quickly tell me, what is your argument concerning this topic? So what I think is that usually people believe that to believe in God, you need to believe in a religion. And that's why the whole problem comes in. Absolutely. I but I, you know, I... Personally, I do not believe in that, but I agree. A large part of the the community, a large part of the country, a large part of the world believes in that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So almost just like, uh, <clears throat> I'm gay, but I have a religion, mm-hmm. and I want to believe in God. And to believe in God, I have to follow a religion, and my religion does not allow it. So should mm-hmm. I? So it sort of almost causes a, a conflict within your own personality. Mm-hmm. So it depends people if they want to be related with religion or do they want to relate themselves with God okay yeah no actually I, I, what Aditya said makes a lot of sense go ahead I Aditya by the way say hi to Anand Anand say hi, hi. to Aditya <laughs> hi Anand hi uh, yes Aditya I can see the, the, the problems with uh, you being religious and having to believe in something mm-hmm. about yourself right but you can say one thing uh, what is God to you Forget about what the religion says. Yes, religion is like a starting point to get information. Like, for example, if you take Hinduism, for example, there are so many mm-hmm. varied types of things we believe, including from our parents, from our grandparents, everything. But what does it mean to you as a person? So what, what, is more, what do most people do? They adapt the religion to their lifestyle or to what they do. Correct? So mm-hmm. my advice to most gay people, including myself, I'm, I'm out and proud. My parents know I'm gay. And they realize yeah. that uh, religion cannot basically hold me back or they can't hold them back because yeah, in definitely. the end what does God preach think about the, 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 the general definition of every God or even <laughs> even if, uh, agnostics or atheists what is their idea generally so to be benevolent to be uh, for good society Loving. God will want that more than anything else exactly. for any religion God will want the good of the family the good of the people and the interactions within the family because for him if those do those do well then the entire creation goes well. So yes. if you look at the, the beauty of what God represents, rather than the negative of what um, the, the, the things that are being purported in His name, we, can, yes. we come to an understanding that we can be what we are, but also be uh, a religious person. That's what I think. Yeah. For example, I identify mm-hmm. as a Sikh. Awesome. And I don't see any problems. Uh, Absolutely, you shouldn't. I believe... 
in my own interpretation of religion i believe in my own interpretation of what i think god is and how how i am in the eyes of god i am so, so happy you brought that up because anand that's exactly what i was trying to get to like while we're having this debate about um religion and what religion means to people and faith and things like that mm-hmm. one has to realize that across the world there is a movement among young people especially who are slowly moving away from defining themselves as religious people to people who have a faith and that i think is yeah. a beautiful beautiful move like for example what you said is is so is it resonates with the exact kind of feeling that i have which is i have taken my own religious beliefs and made it my own faith and i i do as i please and i think what is right and i i decide that for myself which is exactly what you're doing with sikhism and i'm so happy that you did because i've really never come across another sikh who said the same thing but um i completely second you aditya but going back to anand's discussion anand you were trying to make a point yeah Um, I'm kind of lost. So, <laughs> the, the idea was basically that you were saying basically that uh, since India is uh, has lost that multicultural, sorry, that 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 understanding that an ideal um, system should be there where every human being is treated. You know, I'm I'm not saying that it's lost. It basically, I'm I'm going to make a very large statement here. A lot mm-hmm. of people are going to beat me up for this, but I'm going to make the statement anyway. At the time of independence, when the freedom struggle was going on, yeah. a lot of the ideals that were present in the common man in India sadly have been wiped out. Like for example, if you if you talk to people who are part of the independence struggle, they will talk to you about secularism. They will talk to you about how Hindu and Muslim are not different. They will talk to you about how Christians and everyone else are also Indians. But those ideas, sadly, in the last sixty years, have been non-stop attacked by fundamentalists. And these are not just Hindu fundamentalists, but Christian fundamentalists and Islamic fundamentalists. Well, and that's actually, I would disagree with you on that particular point because uh, Pakistan would not would not have actually formed if mm-hmm. this was this was really the case. However, that's not the, the point I was trying to make. Is no, no. Again, uh, there, I'm sorry, yeah, Anand. I have to yeah, disagree with you. Pakistan was not formed because the masses wanted Pakistan. Pakistan was formed because a certain political party wanted it. There was I no mass. Want, uh, want to live there, want to be. Yeah, there was no mass opinion taken into consideration. It was I'll, just I'll a, yeah. So you cannot say that uh, you know that, yeah. th- that was what people wanted. It was definitely not what people wanted. That is true. That is true. Yeah. But no, my, my thing is more about the present context. You see, uh, the things when you go date, imagine you are a person who basically thinks negative about gay people, right? Mm-hmm. For you, the, the basic idea should be. I mean, I'm talking about as a as a normal Indian person, mm-hmm. or uh, like a, from a religious uh, perspective. Okay, I believe these things. However, the government is giving me certain rights to do protect my religion in peace, mm-hmm. uh, not be attacked for it by by other religions. Mm-hmm. At the same time, should I not, as a, a reasonable Indian citizen, accord that right to another minority? Hmm. So I'm I'm still a little confused about wh- what are you trying to tell me? So w- I'm saying that the empathy is what we're missing. It's not about whether um, uh, it's religious fundamental. I think it's empathy on a large scale. We basically don't empathize with our fellow man walking in the road. But is is that what you want from a democracy? Do you want empathy from a democracy, or do you want rights? That that's another big argument. See, rights come only after enough people to have empathy. See, because Anand, you have to realize that a large part of the 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 religious community is empathizing with us. Okay, and no, the, they're not. No, I'll tell so you why. When I when I say empathy, I'll explain what I mean. They they are looking at us and saying, uh, you know, like for example, a large part of the Christian community, and let me just talk about them. Mm-hmm. Generally, say, oh, they really don't have any other option, or you know, do not judge the 
sin, love the sinner, these kind of things are, are, are what are what generally across religions people have to to say to people who are part of the the movement, saying that oh you know what our religion is also very accepting of you, but but at the same time we are not going to accept the sin that you're doing. In Hinduism, for example, a lot of people, especially a lot of people that I know, generally have this whole thing about oh Papa, you know he doesn't really have a choice, so what can he do about it? So. my 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 whole idea of empathy sympathy and um, it's it's a very thin line and i i don't think no, that's exactly I, what we I want like, i like the point you brought up that that, that phrase love the sin but hate sorry, love the sinner but hate the sin mm-hmm. that is one of the most incorrectly used lines in exactly exactly when they say that when they say that when they say love love the person it's all about you being identified as part of their a group like basically say they think i love you because you if it's for them you're a christian mm. yeah, I, i love another christian because you're part of my christian group i have to love you mm-hmm. if i don't love you then i'm going against everything that jesus christ prays absolutely yeah, love absolutely. everyone love mm-hmm. thy neighbor he said so the, the problem for them is they want to hate the person but they cannot because so they want to hate the person to the sin mm-hmm. but they cannot because at some point it, it it clashes with some other statement that is being made so this make this is a compromise they use this thing love the sin to me that, that statement in the first place itself is an in, uh, incorrect invalid statement they cannot make a statement mm-hmm. but basically it's a complete hypocrisy in my opinion okay uh, aditya do you okay. have any uh, comments on that yeah i'd i'd also like to put in something new as well mm-hmm. for example as far as i come across this uh, situation where people want to identify to a religion as well mm-hmm. it's almost this that um i am homosexual but I want to I will I still want to continue with my religious lifestyle. Absolutely. For example, uh I I still want to continue the, the 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 way I am as a Muslim. I still want to do I want to have this I still want to continue the same practices as a Hindu. Absolutely. And there's 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 this great conflict that that comes arises at that very point. Mhm. And it's also because of the fact लोग क्या कहेंगे सिंड्रोम इन इंडिया एज वी ऑल हैव आई लाइक हाउ यू जस्ट नेम्ड इट लोग क्या कहेंगे सिंड्रोम बट ओके yeah uh, so it's almost about uh, what will other people think absolutely and we, we let our religious identities and our spiritual identities be defined by the people around us mm-hmm. rather than defining them for ourselves which is exactly so what religion should be it should be an individual identity exactly yeah it's it's gone from this sort of uh, the way it should be self nurturing the way mm. a person grows spiritually it it sort of loses it down the line when we start thinking of what other people will think of us absolutely so that's I, what i, like, I wanted to add i like what he said is basically like uh, mm-hmm. we judge the we just judge based on what uh, society is telling about True. our religion right but w- one thing i have uh, i can only speak from terms of hinduism because i i before i became agnostic Mm-hmm. I read a lot about Hinduism. I mm-hmm. read about all the religions basically. Mm-hmm. But the idea one very interesting thing especially Hindus in considering they were they are very highly uh, uh, highly Hindu country mm-hmm. is that even Krishna in his Bhagavad Gita says very clearly do not preach to others mm-hmm. what I preach to you right now. He says very specifically religion has to be your own personal thing. You have to it is Arjuna very clearly you have to be personal in your religion. You can't go and tell your your subject okay this is what I said just follow it. This is very clearly, and it's ironical that all these uh, babas and and uh, religious leaders from the from the Hindu community go and say, "Oh no, we can tell you what what is the right thing to do." Mm-hmm. When actually he says very clearly himself, he says, "Do not tell others what to do." It is very clear in Bhagavad Gita. 
So I, I was I always thought religion is very personal, mm-hmm. and even even Hinduism is very personal about it. Don't exactly, and I'm. Same it's really religion. sad how religion has yeah. become organized religion all across the world, yeah. and I'm I'm so happy that there are a lot of people who are you know actually taking steps, personal steps towards creating their own faiths and saying that religion is my personal identity. It's very much part of my personal identity, and I will believe in what I want to believe. That's definitely a good thing. But I, you know, I think right now, sadly, we are a minuscule minority to <laughs> take the words. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm saying it's, it's, we're a minuscule minority. Of, no, I'm saying we're a minority in terms of people who are actually talking and saying that, listen, ah, I have this true. faith, but I, I don't believe in your religious ideals and your orthodoxy. Very few people that's actually standing true, up and doing that. Yeah, that's and I love, I, I love the fact that I just use minuscule minority. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Romal, yeah? I also see this that it also becomes a problem when people start to take religious texts literally. I know that's a huge problem I mean, across religions. They start taking religious texts literally, and Very it's true. not as if they take things literally when it comes to smoking and drinking mm-hmm. and premarital sex or mm-hmm. things like getting tattoos. But they always get offended when it comes to homosexuality, which mm-hmm. I just don't see the logic of. <laughs> okay, so, Aditya, I'm so happy yeah. I have you on air right now. But I'm going to ask you: Does Sikhism say anything, um, you know, op- openly against homosexuality? Does it even have an opinion on it? No, I've read the Guru Granth Sahib mm-hmm. myself, which is the holy text. Mm-hmm. And the Guru Granth Sahib, I think, is a beautiful religious text because mm-hmm. it's all in praise of God. Okay. It does not say it does not have do's and don'ts. It's mm-hmm. almost this, this book which talks about how God is in everything and how every single thing that we see around us is a creation of God and how you should see God in everything else and how treat people treat other people with respect in order to get respect mm-hmm. it has a lot more life lessons in it rather okay. than having do's and don'ts and i don't i have never ever come across any open statement in any of my religious texts that mm-hmm. says homosexuality is condemned okay so uh, so, I would disagree but culturally, with any Sikh person across the hmm. world if they were to say that in the Guru Granth Sahib there is something against homosexuality. I have never heard of that being said, but I, I would like to ask you. So I know there are a lot of Sikh leaders and there are a lot of people who who the community looks up to. So have any of them made any homophobic statements so far? Uh, as far as I see in my community, mm-hmm. uh, a religious leader does not really make any such homophobic mm-hmm. comments. Mm-hmm. Or at least I have not come across them so far. Mm. So then, However, generally, think, within a Sikh family, if someone is trying to convince you that being homosexual is wrong, what are the kind of arguments that they use? So the sort of arguments that are used are uh, quite typical. Okay. Uh, because you know we we live in this heteronormative structure where mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you are supposed to get married, you're supposed to have a family, and you're supposed to have kids. Mm-hmm. And being homosexual means that you are going against this order. Mm-hmm. And basically, the arguments that are made get made in front of someone who's homosexual is mm-hmm. that oh you're breaking the family we mm-hmm. will not have grandchildren oh the world has come to an end all the drama <laughs> that happens in every Indian family across India mm-hmm. uh, across the world as well so th- basically that is put forth but no one says that um, what are you doing I've is not heard anyone say oh you will burn in hell or oh. you will so, so y'all I have it know. a little bit luckier than the Christians and Muslims <laughs> <laughs> At least you don't have to have people, you know, fl- literally flaring the Bible at you, going like, "You are a sinner. You will die. You will go to hell." Yeah. The, the, ironic, the, the ironic thing is, when 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 my parents came to know, the only thing my father said was, 
I feel bad for you because you're gonna have a difficult life. Mm. Because he, he realized he's, he's a very pragmatic man in that sense. He said he realized that every step of the way there will be something blocking me. Mm. You know, since my mother being a little bit more conservative, a little bit more scripture based, she said uh, she didn't even mention scripture. She just said, uh, "I wish I had uh, you. You're missing out the chance to have a wife and children." So that's the first thing mothers go to, you know. You should just turn out to your mom and said, "But I'll have a husband and I can have children." <laughs> that, that, they don't want to discuss that. It's, it's an alien concept. When I told her what, what that I was that I was gay, hmm. she said. What is that? Is it two guys being friends? Very good friends. Wow! <laughs> I really wish that's what gay meant. Two guys being friends. <laughs> But that was her reaction. She didn't listen that way. Mm-hmm. But after explaining it, she was like, she felt like, oh, cut the table. I'm going to have a wife. Okay. So that's still her problem. But at the end, at the end, parents, one thing is when they love you, right? Mm. They actually will set you free. It's automatic. It's just, it's, it's just fear we have that we will lose our parents. Mm. Because that's all we know, right? From day one, we Absolutely. know our parents. Mm. You know, and then parents are scared they will lose their relatives, so they push, they pressure you. Because for mm. parents again, it's their it's their family structure that that has been through with them for so long. Mm. See, Indian Indian families are larger and well knit together. True. So everything in their life is their relatives. Mm. They don't realize that even though uh, even in the end. The child, the next generation is more important than relatives because the relatives going to leave soon. Very true. It's going to be the child is going to stay on. Uh, very well put a, lo- a very famous sociological professor from the Uni- Delhi University basically said that yeah. you know the problem with India is basically that while we've quickly moved towards the nuclear family our sensibilities haven't yet and that's exactly. something that I think is very true because right. even though we are separate families now we're still very bothered about what the relations say and what the yeah. you know the next round of relations say and what you know our grandfathers and grandmothers and their aunts and their uncles and everything matters to us today and that, that's really sad so While our families, it's a strength as well. It's a at times, yes, it's True. a double-edged sword, basically. When it comes to identity, I think it's always a weakness because within big families, it's always really hard to have your unique identity. So, <laughs> thank you so unless, much. Unless they, they are accepting, then you have can have your unique identity. True that also, but you know when people are too accepting, then often more than not you rebel for no reason. So <laughs> then that's your personal problem, not the structure of the family. I'm asking. Cool. Any last words, Aditya? um all i would say is that as far as my religion what it tells me mm-hmm. is that i don't have to go to the himalayas and take sanyas mm-hmm. i don't have to do anything mm-hmm. i just have to live my life mm-hmm. and have gratitude for the things that i have around me and to love everything that comes my way awesome that's yeah, indeed that's my very 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 thank stunning you. thank you so much for joining me aditya and anand thank you yeah lovely talking to you guys yeah have a nice day bye <laughs> Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Hi and welcome back to Queerlicious. It's 53 minutes past seven o'clock, and we're talking about religion today on uh, this episode of Queerlicious. I've got Jabin right now with me on air. Jabin is calling in from Trichy. Welcome to the show, Jabin. Hi, Romel. Thank you so much for calling in, Vijay. <laughs> Tell me, Jabin. I think uh, this show is so important that you should not even play songs in this show. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think we need a break because we had almost like a 45-minute discussion before this. So <laughs> it's, it's good it's to so, have a break. It's so lovely that people are, uh, you mm-hmm. know, uh, interested in this and calling in. Absolutely. So I just wanted to, you know, register my comments about uh, ahead, religion and my sexuality mm-hmm. because uh, I have been uh, very badly affected by this conflict in my life. Mm-hmm. 
and i have been uh, born and brought up as a catholic okay. and um, i used to go to the church regularly mm-hmm. on sundays i used to go to all these sort of uh, religious uh, classes mm-hmm. i've been to chalakudi many times for their retreat okay so uh, until the age of uh, i would say almost 24 mm-hmm. i was uh, in a complete denial of, of my own sexuality okay because of mainly because of my religion since mm-hmm. i was so involved with my religion and mm-hmm. uh, me as as an identity identity of a catholic Mm-hmm. So I uh, I couldn't accept myself or you know at the time uh, there was no information available like right like now it is you know I, we didn't have facebook or wikipedia or whatever you know mm-hmm. we didn't have access to internet at the time and uh, so getting a proper information was so difficult and Absolutely. it was a very very lonely place because i thought myself like i was the only one guy in the world who is gay and <laughs> you know i mean i didn't even recognize myself as a gay because uh, i i didn't even know the meaning at mm-hmm. the time okay and uh, so that has affected me very bad as it has affected uh, very early stages of my life very mm-hmm. badly mm-hmm. Uh, you know not to have enough confidence or you know i am doing something wrong you know i was always living with this uh, sort of a guilty feeling that i'm mm-hmm. doing wrong you know okay. i'm a sinner or whatever so 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 this has affected very badly and mm-hmm. now you know i'm a grown up man mm-hmm. and now i don't go to church because okay. i don't i don't connect myself as a as a as a christian absolutely i i am i'm a christian nomkivas but i don't go to church or <laughs> you know i don't follow anything mm-hmm. because i feel totally disconnected from the church okay and uh, i think uh, the the christianity as uh, or the the church as an institution has to embrace people of all kind mm. all people of all sexuality yes. all you know people of all colors and everyone in the world mm-hmm. so that uh, it will be a religion of acceptance as jesus has taught us you know exactly mm. so it's very unfortunate that uh, christianity or, or at least the church mm. is not ready to accept us fully it's mm. it's very it's very glad to hear such tones from uh, pope francis now mm-hmm. these days uh, he mo- he's okay you know he's saying he's uh, ready to accept and so on but True. the same way you know uh, the other people were talking you know i uh, i can accept the sinner sinners but not the sin you mm-hmm. know it's it's the same kind of tone but it's it's at least soothing to hear such words from a pope sure. but um, we do as a christians we do have a long way to go absolutely and uh, you know it, it, my life is a small example how things could go wrong if a religion does not accept its own you know okay jab and i would like to ask you personally though <clears throat> a lot of people within the christian faith especially when they have problems with the way the church is uh, you know the kind of ideas that the church kind of forces down on them often more than not what they do a lot like our previous two callers were talking about is kind of uh, create an own their own faith for themselves so is that yes. something that you did where you said okay i may not be christian anymore but i still follow christian ideals as in the ideals yes, that christ yes, i do i do follow my christian ideals i okay. mean uh, i think because of uh, all these uh, negative things what was going mm-hmm. on my mind and my life mm-hmm. uh, now i have come to i would say even a better place where okay. i'm able to embrace other religions uh, i'm very fond of uh, buddhism i'm very mm-hmm. fond of uh, uh, you know even some part of hinduism and mm-hmm. you know uh, 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 sufism and things mm-hmm. like that and i'm more uh, 
kind of a spiritual person than before. Okay. You know, I don't follow the re- uh, religion in the same way I used to do, mm-hmm. but in a better way, in a more, you know, in a more comprehensive manner, I should say. Okay. So, so that has made me as a more spiritual person. So, absolutely, I'm not saying that uh, I'm an atheist. Mm-hmm. I do believe in God, and I do have my own um, uh, spiritual values and things like that. But you know, but I don't do this anymore through a medium called church. Okay, that that makes complete sense. You know, but since we have quite a few uh, believers ever, you know, openly talking about their their sexuality and their religion and their their faith, you know, making peace with it. I'd like to ask you, considering the fact that you were born and brought up in a very strict Catholic family, as you had said earlier, did your uh, Catholic upbringing help you in any way deal with your sexuality, or was it always against you? Like, and in some way, was it uh, did it help you in any way, or did it actually no. was it the biggest problem you? Faced. No, not at all. I mean, it okay. was a big problem that okay. I faced. Mm-hmm. You know, so not at all. No. Okay, because I I also come from a Christian family, and I have just the opposite story, saying that my my sexuality actually I I came to terms with it, and I made peace with it only because of the kind of religious ideals that I had in my mind. So mm-hmm. I'm quite happy with the way I was brought up. I mean, I'm not saying that I wasn't brought up in an orthodox. I would say you're very lucky, Roman. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. It's not that I wasn't brought up in an orthodox, uh, you know, family. I was brought up in quite a strict orthodox Christian family. But what they did teach me to do, and maybe this is because I was brought up Protestant, I'm not too sure, but what they did teach me to do was question things that I thought was wrong. And so there were, like I remember earlier on when I was a kid, I, I always questioned even parts of the Bible that, you know, generally any other Orthodox person would have called me a blasphemer or an heretic or whatever. But there were a lot of parts where I actually had conversations with my mother and father saying, but but just this doesn't seem right. You know, this particular passage just seems weird. And so with yeah. that kind of, of, of an upbringing, it wasn't very hard for me to, to kind of uh, obtain the kind of ideals I needed from my religious upbringing and put them towards my sexuality which is why I made peace with myself so fast so yeah I think I think it's, it's also the, the, the way you are brought up the family the true. the city that you live in mm-hmm. you know many things influence all, you know your belief absolutely. as well mm-hmm. you know even I was at the age of 23 you know I was living abroad mm. but still I was in denial inside of me you know I was mm-hmm. in denial and I was praying every night thinking that uh, somehow I'll become a straight guy the next day morning you okay. know I know, I know it sounds stupid. But, no, not at know, all. Absolutely not. Especially with someone with a strong faith. It's such faith, a no. sad, dark place to be, you know. I can so, imagine. So it's, it's I, unfortunately, my religion or the church or hmm. the institution has never helped me. I mean, I mean whatever the, the more tolerant uh, really, uh, Christian groups have come up Hmm. In the last less than ten years, I would say, Absolutely. And especially from um, U.S. and other other Western countries. True. Um, surprisingly, again, a large number of uh, you know uh, the Christian groups that are that are pro um, LGBT have not yet trickled down into India and I'm just waiting for that to happen because a large part of Christianity in India is still very homophobic and it's yes, really it sad so I think all the religious groups or all the religions in India are like that yeah. I don't I don't see any religion who who is open to it unfortunately hmm. if you see Nepal uh, being the only Hindu country in the world they are so advanced. They are so progressive in, in this issue. True. But being uh, being India has such a large number of Hindus. Eighty percent. Yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> it's uh, such a num- huge number, and uh, we are not progressive. A, a small country like Nepal can do it, and we mm. can't do it. It's a shame. 
That's exactly the, the problem is we have Hindu fundamentalists in this country who are kind of screwing up. I'm sure that they all do have Hindu fundamentalists. I don't you think know? so. You, you know, because when when you have um, when you have a country that is largely one religion, and there are very few other minority religions to even appease or even be bothered about. Also, mm-hmm. the, the idea that you realize that Nepal had was a monarchy for a very very long time. They've been a democracy hardly for a few years, and their constitution sure. is not yet in place. So mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen in Nepal. But right now, the place that they are in is brilliant. I must say that yeah, they're really they're really far ahead of their time right now, and yeah. that that is very nice. And I hope India takes uh, you know takes. I think example. for India, there's a long way to go because <laughs> very we long have been le- illegalized. Uh, <laughs> so now we have a very long way to go. True. Okay. Uh, uh, since I have you on air, Jabin, what would your argument be to uh, other fundamental Christians across this country who are claiming that the religion of Christianity is against homosexuals and against homosexual love and things? Uh, what would your argument be? I think God would have not made me mm-hmm. in the first place as a gay mm-hmm. if he hated me. You know, true. God does not make mistakes. So if you say that I am a mistake, you are mistaking the God. True. Okay. So it's just shut up and go to your work. <laughs> you know? I, mean, I mean, if you say that I am wrong, you're saying that God is wrong. Mm. Because I see uh, the whole thing of a religion, of the whole thing as a spirituality. I see, I am a strong believer that we are the reflections of God. Absolutely. We are the manifestation of the unmanifested. Major. You know, so, so it's it's only the people who judge people it's not god who judge people very you know? very true okay that that's a lovely lovely way of putting it across thank you so much for joining me jabin lovely thank talking you, to you thank you thank you bye 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 so i was jabin calling in all the way from trichy and i love having him on my show i i am in awe of this particular person but i would like more voices to come on this show it's almost 50 minutes of programming left like this sochcast Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Hi and welcome back to Querlicious. We're talking about religion and homosexuality today and I I've got someone waiting to talk to me all the way from Germany. Hi, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, thank you, Romal. Hi. Yeah, do you hear me now? You're still soft, but yeah, we can manage with this volume. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um yeah. So, uh yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, not from a religious perspective but maybe from a pantheist or an atheist perspective. Okay, go ahead. Um although I've, I've been brought up in a orthodox family where um, Hindu beliefs have been taught to me, mm-hmm. uh, I personally chose to be a pantheist or an atheist or okay. whatever people are called. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, so the, the discussion that had been going on um if I understood uh, it was um, all of the religious groups in India are very homophobic and again um the uh, ru- uh ruling down of Uh, that was done by the Delhi High Court. Um, actually, uh, that that's not the real notion right now. The problem we're having in India right now is, uh, you know, there are religious organizations that have also supported the queer community, but there are a huge number of religious organizations that have gone against it. Like, for example, um, after 377 was brought back into force, we had Catholic leaders coming out and saying that they had no problem with the community and that it was wrong to be homophobic. We had a few Muslim leaders also say it. We had a few Hindu leaders, including Sri Sri Ravishankar, say that. But what is happening? is yeah. last saturday we had a protest happening in chennai where we had a group yes. of yeah, uh, cr- yeah. yeah so that's exactly why we put the show together to try and understand how religion and homosexuality can make peace with each other yeah. so go ahead tell me yeah this was one instance and then there was another instance like two weeks back mm-hmm. uh, maybe in madurai 
that uh, yes we had islamic uh, fundamentalists go around so, put posters yes so uh, yeah all i wanted to say from the panties was that uh, if religion uh, mm-hmm. for example uh, the uh, abrahamic religion are the ones that uh, strongly condemn um, uh, homosexuality and they're against uh, they're more homophobic uh, mm-hmm. it has to be considered um, so uh, in that case of uh, what god says is like if homosexuality starts it's going to spread I mean, whatever they say uh, they claim that it is going to spread and going to destroy the humanity it's well and good it's fine if that is what has nature had decided then that has to happen mm-hmm. so that is i mean that is the panties uh perspective of what i see see this as a problem for those solution as solution for the problems that they pose okay so i mean this is my stand on it i mean if, if they consider this is going to lead to the uh, in ultimate uh wiping out of human race then mm-hmm. that has to happen let it happen <laughs> so they have to have the uh, in acceptance of um letting this uh this whole evolutionary process happen if they believe that homosexuality is going to avoid complete human race yeah but, but you also realize that a lot of them have a problem with the idea of evolution itself so yeah i mean they do have but i mean uh, in my perspective what i say is that if they claim that they had uh, i mean this um, supporting homosexuality is going to you know wipe out human race mm-hmm. then then some point of time it has to happen and mm-hmm. it's not going to happen the next day so over the process if it has to happen let it happen So that's my stand on this. And this is what I wanted to just come to. Okay. Thank you so much for calling in. Where are you calling in again from? Where in Germany? I'm getting in. Okay. Thank you so much for calling in, Vinod. Lovely talking to you. Yeah. Okay. Bye. 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 Hi and welcome back to Queerlicious with me, Romal. It's 18 minutes past 8 o'clock and we're talking about religion on Queerlicious today. We're talking about religion and its dealing with homosexuality. I've been reading a lot about how religions across the world are trying to explain that their religions are not against homophobia. But a lot of them also claim that they're against homosexuality, which is a very, very, uh, I don't know, a very hard difference for me to make in my head. So we are not necessarily homophobic. phobic but we do not support homosexuals this is something that is happening a lot across the world especially within islamic circles and christian circles um i've been reading quite a few articles about um very very strong and influential islamic leaders saying that islam is not necessarily homophobic but at the same time it considers the homosexual act sinful this is quite much like um the judgment that was passed recently by the supreme court 377 which basically says that well we do not have a problem with your identities but we do consider the sexual act to be wrong so uh, i don't know if 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 it's something for us to rejoice about how the law is actually representing religion or whether religion is representing law or whether it was a, a fluke or it, whether it was a coincidence but all that apart i've gotten a few messages from people vijay kumar writes in to say it's strange that religious bigots be they hindu or bigots be they hindu muslim or christian are united against us they are daggers drawn against each other You know, surprisingly, Vijay, a lot of people have been saying this, that thankfully, at least something has brought all the religions together, be it their homophobia. And that's something that we definitely need to be really worried about. I, I don't know if there's something to rejoice, but the fact that 
um, their united homophobia is bringing them together is definitely something that I need to be worried about and I think all of us as a community need to be worried about I'd like to read um, this really popular piece written by Mehdi Hassan which has been uh, creating a lot of uh, opinion against it and for it Mehdi Hassan is uh, a very important and a very influential um, uh, I mean, uh, Islamic writer, and he is basically uh, known across the world for. Uh, he is basically a contributing writer for the New Statesman and the political director of the Huffington Post UK, where this article is, where I've taken this article from. So uh, I'm going to quickly read through that article and um, let's see what Mehdi Hassan has to say. To the season of apologies, specifically grovelling apologies made by some of the finest academic brains for homophobic remarks, remarks they've made in public. The Cambridge University theologian Dr. Tim Winter, one of the UK's leading Islamic scholars, apologized on 2nd May after footage emerged showing him calling homosexuality the ultimate inversion and an inexplicable aberration. The YouTube clip is at least 15 years old and does not in any way represent my present views. We have we all have our youthful enthusiasms and we all move on. The Harvard historian um, Professor Neil Ferguson apologized unreservedly on 4th May for stupid and insensitive comments in which he claimed that the economist John Maynard Keynes hadn't cared about the long run because he was gay and had no intention of having any children. Dare I add my non-academic, non in an intellectual voice to the mix. I want to issue my own apology because I've made some pretty inappropriate comments in the past too. You may or may not be surprised to learn that as a teenager I was one of those wannabe macho kids who crudely deployed gay as a mark of abuse. You will probably be shocked to discover that shamefully even in my 20s I was still making the odd disparaging remark about homosexuality. It's now 2013 and I'm 33 years old. My own youthful enthusiasm is thankfully if belatedly behind me. What happened? Well for a start I I grew up. Bigotry and demonization of difference are usually the hallmark of immature and childish minds. But if I'm honest, something else happened too. I acquired a more nuanced understanding of my Islamic faith, a better appreciation of its morals, values and capacity for tolerance. Now that's something that I definitely wanted to read. Uh, what happened? Well, for a start, I grew up. <laughs> Before we go any further, he continues, uh, a bit of a background. I was attacked heavily a few weeks ago by some of my co-religionists for suggesting in these pages that too many Muslims in this country have a Jewish problem and that we blithely ignore the rampant anti-Semitism in our own backyard. <clears throat> I hope I won't provoke the same shrieks of outrage and denial when I say that many Muslims also have a problem, if not with homosexuals, then with homosexuality. In fact, in 2009, a poll by Gallup founded that... British Muslims have zero tolerance towards homosexuality. None of the 500 British Muslims interviewed, interviewed believed that homosexual acts were morally acceptable, The Guardian reported in May that year. Some more background. Orthodox Islam, like orthodox interpretations of the other Abrahamic faiths, views homosexuality as a sinful and usually... It views homosexuality as sinful and usually defines marriage as only ever a heterosexual union. This isn't to say that there is no debate on the subject. In April, the Washington Post profiled Dai Abdullah, who is believed to be the only publicly gay imam in the West. If you have any same-sex marriages, the Post quotes him as saying, I am available. Meanwhile, the gay Muslim scholar Scott Siraj al-Haq Kugle, who teaches Islamic studies at Emory University in the United States, says that notions such as gay or lesbian are not even mentioned in the Quran. He blames Islam hos Islam's hostility towards homosexuality on a misreading of texts by ultra-conservative ultra mullahs. And in 2011... 
in in his 2011 book reading the quran the british muslim intellectual and writer ziauddin sardar argues that there is absolutely no evidence that the prophet punished anyone for homosexuality sardar says the demonization of homosexuality in muslim history is based largely on fabricated traditions and the unreconstituted prejudice harbored by most muslim societies he highlights verse 31 of chapter 24 of the quran in which we come across men who have no sexual desire who can witness the charms of women i must add here that abdullah kugle and sardar are in tiny minority as as are members of gay muslim groups such as iman most mainstream muslim scholars even self identified progressives and moderates such as imam hanza yusuf in the united states and Prof- professor tariq ramadan in the uk consider homosexuality to be a grave sin the quran after all ex explicitly condemns the people of lot for approaching males 26 chapter 26 verse 165 and for lusting on men in preference to women chapter 7 verse 81 and describes marriage as an institution that is gender based and procreative what about me where do i stand on this for years i've been reluctant to answer questions on the subject i was afraid of the homophobe tag i didn't want my gay friends and colleagues to look at me with horror suspicion or disdain so let me be clear yes I am progressive I am a progressive who supports a secular society in which you do not impose your faith on others and in which the government no matter how big or small must always stay out of the bedroom but I am also to Richard Dawkins continuing disappointment a believing muslim and as a result I do struggle with the issue of homosexuality as a supporter of secularism I am willing to accept same sex weddings in a state sanctioned register office on grounds of equity as a believer in islam however I insist that no more be forced to hold one against its wishes if you're gay that doesn't mean i want to discriminate against you belittle you or bully you abuse you or offend you not at all i don't want to go back to the dark days of criminalization and the imprisonment of gay men and women of section 28 and legalized discrimination which is basically the section 377 in india i'm disgusted by the violent repression and persecution of gay people across the muslim muslim majority world i cringe as i watch footage of buffoonish mahmud Ahmad Ahmadinejad claiming in Iran we don't have homosexuals we do not have this phenomenon I feel sick to my stomach when I read of accounts of how in the late 1990s the Taliban of in Afghanistan buried gay men alive and then toppled brick walls on top of them nor is this an issue only in the Middle East or South Asia in March a muslim caller to a radio station in New York stunned the host and I've got a caller Hi welcome to Querlicious who am I speaking to Hi Romal this is Javin again Hi Javin yeah tell me Um well I just wanted to you know uh, share some information about um, uh the the religion mm-hmm. in general mm-hmm. uh because uh, I know Vinod was calling from Germany yes. was talking about atheism and he feels about it and uh you know religion has long been as a as a medium to which people can approach god you know True. but this medium itself has killed millions and millions or even billion people in the past century True. through various conflicts around the world you take anything from uh, vaishnava and saiva conflict here in uh, in india or you take uh, the crusades mm-hmm. in the middle east or what is going on right now uh with uh, with the terrorist uh, group muslim terrorist groups and other others and things like that so in the name of religion so much has 
so much uh, damage has been done to the humanity absolutely and uh, it's so sad that uh, you know it is it is even if even if we say that uh, the world or the hum- the human kind has progressed so much uh, in in case of technology in case mm-hmm. of uh, intelligence and in, in case of un- uh, understanding the nature the space and you know we are able to spend uh, i mean send missions to mars and things like that but we are not able to come out of this uh, closet called religion you know <laughs> okay and uh, it's it's very sad that we are having uh, troubles you know even still now even if the human kind has uh, evolved so much uh, in case of knowledge mm-hmm. and um, i just want to say uh, to the people who are protesting uh, against homosexuality in marina beach mm-hmm. you know it's better they go do their work what jesus taught us you know go help the poor mm-hmm. go help uh, go reconstruct the the church that is crumbling mm-hmm. crumbling behind you know in, in our feet mm-hmm. and go see the churches in europe go mm-hmm. see the churches in uh, uh, in the in united states it's empty mm-hmm. and people are you know it it is very it is very uh, sad to see the, the people are not don't care about things that they are supposed to care rather you know they are very much worried about uh, homosexuals who that that they think that uh, we we are going to you know spoil their religion mm-hmm. you know so i think <coughs> the people who are protesting in in marina beach you know they are completely uh, wrong mm-hmm. you know they are wrongly motivated and mm-hmm. that I, i better they spend time in a more constructive way than a destructive manner completely agree with you javan thank you so much for calling in <laughs> thank you then thank bye. you bye so that was javan again calling in from trichy and let me quickly go back to that article that i was reading about so um on the other hand you have extremist fundamental muslims fundamentalist muslims coming out and claiming that islam is you know all about jihad and it's all about following extremely strict sharia code and things like that so you know at the end of the day when a majority of the people within a religion do not believe in these extremists and what they stand for it's about time that they actually took to you know took to the media came out and actually said what they stand for and what the religion means to them that's definitely something that we have to think about so uh, stick around for that and uh, this is me saying good night Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this Sochcast. What is your Soch? Send us your comments on our Facebook page and Instagram page. It's time for you to do your own Sochcast at Sochcast. Apni Soch duniya ko sunao. Sochcast